welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Recap. It is Monday. Dang it. <laughs> We're recording early. So what's what, Daniel, what's Monday? Monday is September 20th. The 20th? 20, I knew it. See? Yeah. Correct. That was a test. My name is Chris and I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Yes. Welcome everyone to uh, the Reader Copy Recap. We are on episode six of What If, What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark. This is still directed by Brian Andrews and written by Matthew Chauncey. And if you remember last week, we were talking about the writers, right? Yeah. And how you seem to like more of the episodes written by Matthew Chauncey. And I liked more of the episodes written by AC Bradley. Yes. I think there's one already where there's a conjoined one with the two of them. But yeah, I think I like the Mm -hmm. Matthew Chauncey ones better. Uh, Yeah, it's continues i still kind of don't like the matthew chance wow that's crazy i think they're getting better and better i like this one really no i think they're not wow that's so so really okay killmonger's awesome Mm, yeah unfortunately uh you know what Uh, the cast for this one still has some of the recurring actors like um, Chadwick Boseman is back in this one, John Favreau, even the voice of Paul Bettany. But also for this one, we have Michael B. Jordan, of course, Angel Bassett, Andy Serkis, Don Cheadle, and then not Jeff Bridges, not um, Gwyneth Paltrow, and not uh, what's the actress who plays Shuri? Uh, Letitia Wright. The wrong, yeah. It's not her. So <laughs> we have uh, other voice actors for that for those characters. Now, um, this is funny you say that. I thought Pepper Potts was going to the Paltrow. I was like, that's for sure her. And I'm just like, she's kind of a big, no. you know, one of the bigger actors mm-hmm. in kind of all MCU, I think. So I was like kind of surprised that she would be doing this. But I guess it is a voice actor, a step in. Yeah. Pepper Potts was played by Beth Hoyt. So good job. There you go. Maybe uh, she's like an impersonator. Do you think, um, do you think Paul Bettany? It's like, okay, we're doing, we're back to this again. I'm just a voice actor. <laughs> like, <laughs> I lose my body again. I'm, a second time, lose my body. And also it's animated. Like, of course I have to do voice acting. Okay. Do you think he walks into the animation booth? Like no one told him it was animated and he's in the full vision makeup. And he's like, dang it. <laughs> Four hours. I was in the trailer for that. All that makeup. <laughs> Come on. It's commitment. Um, it's kind of late in the game, but I do want to applaud your choice of the, the intro music for, for What If. I'm really enjoying it. it ha- oh, okay. It has, it's like a, that little turn in the middle. It sounds like a, like a DJ like beat. Like it's almost like a hip hop album going in. I'm like, all right, this is, yeah. I love it. It's another dimension. Right. Now this episode kind of starts where the whole MCU kind of started with Iron Man 1. We're following uh, Tony Stark. He's in that Humvee. Um, you know, he's still bright eyed and bushy tailed. Tony Stark when uh, he's attacked by some terrorists from outside. Right. And it's that whole scene where he runs out and like one of the missiles lands right next to him. And instead of blowing up and causing shrapnel to go on his chest, Michael B. Jordan shows up, <laughs> Killmonger, and literally like just like picks it up and throws it. Super strong, saving the day. And this uh, never puts Tony in this difficult spot of being captured. And uh, this causes him to kind of never become a hero. And we see this sequence that mm-hmm. never was of uh, his Iron Man, uh, you know, wins and, and showing him as a hero. Right. And they even have scenes of Endgame when he like sacrificed himself. I thought those were pretty cool, but like none of those things happened. So now when he comes back to the US, he brings Eric Killmonger with him. And now he's like head of his security for Stark Industries. This is like fully decorating Killmonger right here. And the press is kind of loving this, except they noticed Killmonger was not 
supposed to be there. And then Eric says that he was embedded in the Ten Rings and he learned about a plan to assassinate mm. Tony Stark. Right. And it turns out that plan was set up by Obadiah Stane. Of course. We knew this already. This was all set up in place. And so there's receipts, there's documents detailing Obadiah is at fault. And, you know, it's funny too. There's, there's Iron Monger right there and Killmonger on the same stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So then there he they arrest uh, Obadiah. Happy even like knocks him out while like on stage. <laughs> And they promote um, Killmonger. They even have like this big party where they're like drinking and toasting everybody. But Pepper is still like cautious about him. So she goes to Rhodey and wants to know if there's any dirt on Eric Killmonger. And, um, you know, he's got some shady dealings we know already. But, I mean, he's like a kid that uh, brought himself up to be educated and a decorated soldier. So he kind of uh, gives gives it up to him. Like he's he's kind of brought himself up in a good position. You know what's funny about this scene too with the the party or the dancing in the bar is like the people are like mm-hmm. twitching. Like the dancing is awkward. I was wondering if it's like <laughs> they're not bad animation or something going on. They just left it in there. And then later in the party, Tony and, and Eric are like walking down in his like garage. This is where he has like all his cars and all his like R&D stuff. And this is when uh, he's like playing with his toys. Like he has like a made like a repulsor, but instead of like in his hand, like the Iron Man suit, it's like a big cannon, right? That he's messing with and then this is when eric talks about like oh back in when i was doing uh i think it was like he was in mit or something like i had like an idea for like a robot soldier so so like humans would not have to go out into war he had the the name the liberator and it's a lot like what happens mm-hmm. in iron man 2 with the drones that happen there with this like anime gundam style um i felt mm-hmm. like like it's so awkward how they had him it's like oh you know what i did have this thesis thing like oh well, i'll just bring it up and drop it right here it was like okay subtle i think a lot of this episode is kind of like everything's too convenient (laughs) i think eric killmonger is just that good (laughs) so he convinces tony to like hey let's like let's make these let's make one as like a prototype so there's like this montage of them making one and it's just like iron man where he's like testing out the new tech that he's making but it doesn't like it doesn't work right away like the first one just like literally falls apart when they try to turn it on it goes kaput and they realize the one thing missing is a new power source they're thinking maybe a mini arc reactor but actually um killmonger brings up vibranium and that's what we need he's just got this tiny ring from his father that we could use but but um, they might need more. Yeah, so he knows who has a lot more, uh, Andy Serkis. Um, so they go to, uh, I believe this is like South Africa or something, where where uh, he was during the events of Age of Ultron. It's like a like a dried up sea where like like these big ships are, right? That's like his hideout. Oh, okay. I didn't know. That. I know he's doing a South African voice. Um, I'm happy to see Claw back with his like his accent. That's the character I didn't know I needed to back. Cuddlefish. <laughs> and of course, he has like a whole bunch of vibranium there. And they send um, Rhodey in to go get it because if it's like a contract through the US government, then they're like Tony's hands are like kind of clean of it, right? So Legit. Rhodey's there, but Killmonger's like on an earpiece talking to him. So uh, Ulysses Claw hands over D- Dormelage Sphere to, to kind of just uh, entice them. And then he brings out the big guns, the loads of vibranium they have available. But then suddenly, like the, the comms cut out. All the lights turn off and you start hearing the, the like the Wakandan beat, like. Tuk, 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 tuk. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which, like, every time I hear it, I still get like goosebumps about it, even even in a cartoon. What uh, what do you think? Like, what instrument is that? Is that that little like wood thing, and you put the little like dowel, wood dowel, and you <laughs> you know you shift it against that? Is that 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 instrument? I think it is, right? I, I don't know. I think it's it's almost it's like a xylophone, almost, but like oh. wooden. Like they're just like knocking them. Could be, but I, I don't know. I don't know. They have tech that we don't have, so who knows what it is? Um, of course, Black Panther shows up and is able to take out all of Claw's men. Um, and then once he's about to snare Claw, comes in Killmonger with the the sound taser that he has and kind of eradicates right. the, the eardrums of both Black Panther and Rhodey. Yeah, this is a. I think this is a nod to what Claw's actual power is, like in the oh. comics. Like he does like a sound cannon, right? And we see that in Black Panther, but this one is like a a gun version that that Killmonger has, right? Oh. Uh, I and, was I was thinking it was you know yeah. Obadiah he had the, the that little thing where he can uh, he mm-hmm. sparked in the ears of the the ten rings I thought it was that but that that right. makes sense too interesting I think it's like a combination of both could be but he then sets up like this fake scenario where Black Panther kills Rhodey and causes like this whole like, international conflict right one guy is doing this he put two countries against each other impressive right would you say. <laughs> And so there's a little snippet of, you know, a tasteful funeral scene with, with Rhodey in America and T'Challa in Wakanda, right? As we move back into Tony's place and uh, Killmonger is there to visit. This is when Killmonger enters and Tony realizes that Killmonger killed off uh, both Black Panther and Rhodey right. and uh, launches his, his drone, which is fully running and attacks Killmonger. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And then there's like the, the thing. He sees is like footage that Jarvis has captured, right? It's like a 3D rendering. VR. Yeah. So obviously now it's revealed during this this whole sequence that Killmonger's still Killmonger from the movies, right? Still a villain. Prior to this, did you think he was a good guy? No, I thought, you know, there's some machinations coming in somewhere at some point. Uh, I was expecting this. Really? I really thought like this is a way for Michael B. Jordan, like they want to show him as a hero at, like once at least, right? When I saw it, the trailer, when you see the the previews of it you're like oh they want to show michael b jordan as a good guy for once like because he was only in one movie and he was a bad guy and he died off they want to use him as like a hero but uh apparently not he's still he's up like even worse than the movie yeah this is almost like this is like 10 years before he does his real action and he's like making all these <laughs> yeah. moves and like this is a killmonger that's even better at his job mm-hmm so uh, he activates the the robot that they made, right? Because Tony used the vibranium from the ring to make a power source. So he has enough to power like one robot. And this is when Killmonger throws like the Dormalaje spear and like stabs Tony in the like the shoulder. Right. And, um, you know, ultimately killing him. And that's kind of um, what's going to put the blame on the Wakandans and make the U.S. Right. angry at Wakanda. You know, in the middle of this fight, it's even like even in an animation, Michael B. Jordan is able to take off his shirt and show off. <laughs> yeah, that's it's in his contract. It's required. <laughs> Draw these apps, dude. <laughs> I don't even. I don't think I've seen a movie where he doesn't take off his shirt. <laughs> you have to go back to the wire for that. Like, <laughs> but I mean, like Creed, both of them. Obviously, he's boxing, so there's no shirt. Um, Black Panther. Uh, I think in you know the Amazon movie for the Tom Clancy movie, uh, No Remorse. Right, No Remorse. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he takes off his shirt in that movie. I think he takes it off in the trailer for that movie (laughs) (laughs) i think once they say action he just like takes off his shirt and then starts acting what do you mean clothed (laughs) 
<laughs> so he takes off his shirt and then kills Tony Stark. <laughs> this leads into now General Ross appearing and starting like this whole conflict now against Wakanda. Like he wants to start a war. Ross pretty much seizes uh, Stark Industries and tells him to pre- produce all these drones, like multiple copies, um, and uh, Killmonger. You know, he's like scot free right now. Right. So while this is happening, while making all these drones, right, he meets up with uh, Claw again and they're driving, and Claw is showing him how, like, how to get into Wakanda, like where the border is. He sees it still like a, like a tech shield in front of there. And once he gets to the entrance, he kills Claw and uses him as entry into Wakanda, like safe passage as like a gift to, you know, who really is the, who stole the vibranium. Right. He does that whole thing where like he shows his bottom lip and it has like the high tech tattoo there. Awesome. Right? It's like his, his verification card. Like, look, I can get in. I got vaxxed. And he shows his lip. Passport. And then, and then he goes to meet uh, the royal family. At this point, um, T'Chaka is still alive. T'Chaka, um. He's still alive. They again, they just lost their son, but they're kind of welcoming to have uh, their nephew into the the family back in Wakanda, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of odd to see it this way, but it kind of all makes sense, right? There's kind of a hole there, but they're filling it with their nephew, right? And he's saying like the U.S. is is building arms and robots, and they're coming to attack, and he's really like you know just trying to get in their good graces so they'll believe him so that he can overthrow them eventually, right? More of these machinations and. So uh, he even says that, okay, the drones are coming. What our plan needs to be is allow the drones to enter our Wakandan shield border. And uh, that should cut the link between their receiver and, and transmitter for their, their control of the drones. Right. It's very much like the attack on Wakanda during Infinity War. Like they open the shields so the, the robots can get in. And then they close the shield and that cuts off like the signal. And now over on like General Ross's side, you know, there's always like a base where they're looking at screen screens right it's always like that mission control right uh, all of a sudden the feed is just cut and now they can't see anything and so like, like it looks like he was right he was telling the truth and they're shut off when all of a sudden they turn on again and eric says it was just a second transmitter I mean, tr- in truth it was him with his little car key fob to turn them on <laughs> and then uh so he pretends like oh i'm gonna kill help fight off these robots and that'll show them like oh i'm fully loyal to wakanda and they'll make me black panther so he goes he jumps on a rhino <laughs> right. uh, and then he goes attacks meanwhile um queen ramonda she apparently she's like the general of the the army dormilaje so she's like kicking ass too yeah and it's kind of um inspirational moment between the two of them right you know um ramonda she's saying for t'challa and it's like this big moment mm-hmm. and killmonger looks great right. he looks like the hero and kind of maybe wakanda's next champion so they defeat all the robots he looks great he knows how to kill these robots he designed them right so it's not really fair so he knows the loopholes right but they win and now they celebrate and the next shot is like the end of black panther where he's standing on the cliff and he's looking at the wakandan sunset and i thought that was a pretty cool image pretty cool shot i thought it was uh you know it was fitting how they found it there again was was 
interesting. Um, him looking at the sunset, what he always wanted to see from what his father said, right? And so um, mm. the king says, uh, you can be the next Black Panther as he also ingests the, the special herb. Right. And in the movie, when he goes into like the, the trance or whatever, and into like the afterlife plane, he goes to his home in Oakland when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. And he sees his father, Sterling K. Brown. I think that is like the best scene in all of Black Panther movie. Like that scene is so good. And it shows, I just wish both Michael B. Jordan and Sterling K. Brown are still in the MCU because they're like the best actors, I think. Yeah, that could be the case. I mean, Sterling K. Brown was kind of wasted in this role. I mean, again, it's like awesome motivation for this character, but he's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. He was. But in the what if, it's a different scene. It is um, T'Challa welcoming him into like the, well, I guess not welcoming him, but like talking to him in this other plane, like, you know, the afterlife. Uh, I'm thinking maybe this is like maybe his guilt talking to him, right? T'Challa. Uh, saying that power you've taken it's not gonna do good for you right he's like was it worth it and he's saying like he still has intentions to like freeing people that look like him because Wakanda would not like share their power or whatever so still the same intentions as the movie and and then the next shot is kind of like a montage of him becoming um, the new Black Panther but he's wearing like the gold version that he wore in the movie which I think some have called him like the golden jaguar in that right instead of Black Panther oh okay yeah I I think the cat face is a little bit different it's definitely golden yeah and you could see like spots on him that are gold a little bit i see okay are, are jaguars do they have spots i don't know i i thought they were in jacksonville though that's <laughs> right. that so dumb <laughs> Uh, so the ending is just a little bumper where we see Pepper Potts, right? Not Gwyneth Paltrow, but Pepper Potts walking about Stark Industries and come to reveal Shuri is in her office saying that she's got a plan to overtake her, her cousin, Killmonger. Right. Um, also to note, because this is, I think, roughly like Iron Man 1, which is like 2008, right? Shuri is like 10 years old in this. Right. I, I think she's still like super smart because she was able to sneak into the corporation and everything. And I guess still tech savvy. <laughs> Like, literally into her office, like a 10-year-old kid's from another, across the world, was able to sneak into your office. Also, she's the one that built that golden jaguar seat, right? That means she could have built right. it at that age already. <laughs> That's right. Like, that was ready. It took her way longer in the in the movie, right? Yeah. I, I mean, like maybe she just had it in her head and now she just had to expedite making it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I do think it's a cooler costume though. It's ah uh, maybe it's a bit gaudy. I, I'm not. I'll take the other one. <laughs> Too much. I'll take T'Chaka's, obviously. Oh yeah, that's true. That's the best one. So that episode again ends there with kind of like a not fully concluded episode. I feel just like Marvel Zombies was, which makes me think these stories will actually kind of maybe end in like a crossover episode with all the universes being pushed together or something like that. I think you're right. Um, at this time, there was like this week there was a release of like a mid-season trailer for this show, and it kind of points right. to that of them connecting and resolutions to these half stories you know yeah there there's scenes that we haven't seen yet in that appear in that mid-credit uh mid-season trailer that is obviously scenes that are in future episodes but they're of characters we've already seen like we've seen uh the evil dr strange is there again right uh right uh star lord t'challa and even thor who hasn't really shown up much in in any of the premiered episodes like i think he has an episode coming up so we'll probably see i'm guessing the last either the final episode or the final two are like a big finale where everything kind of collides. I think so. I mean, these are just there's cliffhangers here and there, right? All over. Okay. 
um, Captain Carter and, and uh, of course, Marvel Zombies. So I think they're going to connect somehow. Um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, well, here's the theory. At the end of Marvel Zombies, you know, Thanos, Zombie Thanos has the Infinity Gauntlet. Maybe he is going to use that to bridge the gap between dimensions. Because oh. like we talked about, yeah. it happens in Marvel Zombies for other intent. But, you know, that could happen. Mm. I'd like to see Zombie Thanos fight the good guy Thanos from episode two and see how that works out. Well, it's almost not, he's kind of like wimp Thanos is what I'll call him because he's kind of neutered. <laughs> he's like on a team now. He's maybe he's showing his belly already, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So, like you said earlier, you seem to like the the Chauncey Rin episodes. Where would you rank this episode number six? And like, what we've seen so far, I, is it your favorite? I really liked it. It might it's bumping up against Marvel Zombies. Like, I don't know if it's first or second. It I thought it was really good. You didn't love this one, like. I thought it- so. Those two are your favorite too, though. It's a your favorite is either zombies or this Killmonger one. Yeah, those are my favorites. I think they're. I think they're really well done. Wow. No, I, I like the Captain Carter one and the Doctor Strange one the most. <laughs> That's so weird. Maybe it's because it's so. It's like it, these definitely move fast. I think, and those are a bit mm-hmm. slower. Maybe it's just the pacing is our, is our attitude. You know, it depends our attitude on the episode. I just feel like, especially the zombies and and this one, the Killmonger one, things just like happen, and you kind of just like don't ask why, just follow along. You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, yeah, the U.S. is gonna go to war with Wakanda over one guy. <laughs> it's like really? Yeah, I, I know what you mean uh, maybe it is because i'm looking at that lens like oh this doesn't this doesn't truly matter in the whole scope of the mcu so i'm like and just enjoying it and it's like this these things that are happening are crazy um mm-hmm. it, so maybe that's why but uh i thought this made killmonger look awesome like this is like him a decade younger and still doing all this right right man if he's a decade younger how old do you think he was he was like early 20s when he did all this yeah and he's already got a doctorate <laughs> what the heck <laughs> dang it michael b jordan uh well I, I do think, like we said, everything's going to like converge in a finale. So I'm eager to see how those characters mesh with each other. And we know Captain Carter, they said, will appear in season two. I wonder what other characters kind of get like pulled forward into the next season and what is kind of like carried over. Yeah, um, I'm wondering if they're going to make like a, a big team of all the like supposed Avengers we're making. And where does like mm-hmm. Killmonger lie in that? Like he's got his uh, golden Jaguar yeah. back. Is it good or bad? I mean, he's obviously bad now, but they build a up in this episode yeah i don't know like this episode to me i prefer the movie i like black panther better (laughs) it's an hour and a half longer it's more to build out there Uh, I will say this that I learned from this episode is that though they have other voice actors playing characters we've already seen, right? Like not not the film actors. Only Robert Downey Jr. could be Iron Man. Like when this other person was playing Tony Stark, I, I did not believe it for a second. It's not even just the joke, right? It's even just the attitude behind the voice. You're like, okay, this yeah. is for sure an impersonation. Yeah. And like, I, I don't like he does a decent job, but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because also, you know, they kind of make Tony not look as good as he does in the movies with this, obviously. Like, he's not a hero. It's true. Well, he doesn't go through the whole, like, life changing event i think that's it um i gotta say i think uh michael b jordan like this animation is the one that looks most like the real person that's true the hair the face everything the scars on the chest the abs (laughs) yeah they got it they nailed it (laughs) nailed it (laughs) 
I did call it though. This was going to be the Killmonger episode. You're right. I forgot. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you want to point out before we head out? Uh, I think that's it. I I can't believe you didn't like this one. This one was really good to me. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but it's a what if, what if crazy things happened? All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Me, not so much. Fingers crossed for an AC Bradley episode next week. But until then, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We do the recaps on Mondays, and then we have a regular show on Wednesdays. Definitely find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. Tell us, was this your favorite episode? Was it good to see Michael B. Jordan back in the MCU? Yeah. Um, I think this coming week, though, we will be taking a, a break from the regular show, so we'll have a reprint. But we'll be back next week on Monday with episode 7 of What If. So, Daniel, until then, could you please leave us with an outro? Just stitch that on the pillow. <laughs> what What was that? That's, uh, that's my impression of Claw. He says that in this episode. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. All right. <laughs> Rough one. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya.